Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower. I'm the CEO and founder of ICC, or Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC is one of the largest real estate coaching companies in the world with thousands of clients and a large team of the most accomplished coaches in the industry who coach many of the highest producing real estate agents, teams, and broker owners in North America. You can find more content on my website, the world's leading production training website for real estate agents at therealestatetrainer.com. That's therealestatetrainer.com. Now on this podcast, I'll share tips, success stories, and training for agents and brokers looking to increase their business income while maintaining a balanced life. So whether you are a new licensee, a solo agent, a real estate team leader, or maybe a team member, a broker owner, or a manager, you are guaranteed to learn something new on each and every podcast episode. A realtor business plan. Okay. A realtor business plan. We want to have a simple format that we can refer to ultimately. So we might do a lead generation plan or a marketing plan or a lot of other different plans. But then when it comes down to it, we want to have a simple plan or, or what's what's going to happen is, I can't tell you how many agents skip doing a business plan. I mean, none of the top agents do. None of the top agents do. None of the people we coach do. But the reason that other people skip it is because they've probably done it once and then they never, ever, ever use it again. That's the biggest is, is if you do not implement the plan, obviously it's a waste of your time. So people that don't use business plans are people that typically don't implement their plan, which means it's people that don't implement things, which usually equals lower producing people, less successful people. If you want to be a successful person, learn to implement your plan, which is we're going to show you how today. There is an amazing book out there for you guys that is not written by me. There's one that's not written by me. That is um, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read that. It's a, it's a bestseller though. I mean, it's hard to miss Atomic Habits. And I love the book. I love everything about it. Um, it encompasses a lot of my belief systems. And one of the things it talks about is a key principle of it is tiny incremental steps towards your goal. So just setting low expectations. So to implement a goal, it's slow baby steps over a long period of time. Tiny steps building up to a big step. And if you do it that way, that's how that, I mean, so few people ever hit their goals that they never create plans. They never set goals because they always become so far-fetched. They just don't believe them anymore. But the people that hit their goals are the ones that actually allow themselves a process or a system they put in place so that they can make tiny incremental steps toward their overreaching big goal, right? So that's what we're gonna talk about today is how to have, use a one, three, five, and then how to implement those steps. Oh, look, Mercedes is on chapter five, it's awesome. Well, yeah, we're, we're working right, ahead, right along. And Mercedes is someone that is, you know, sells a hundred houses a year. So there's someone who knows, and of course she's reading Atomic Habits. Let's, you know, it's the rich get richer in the brain, you know? I recommend reading it. I recommend implementation. I recommend this is a way to actually take atomic habits and put it into real estate. Okay. So we're going to talk about it. So the first thing is easy. It's actually creating the business plan. This is actually not hard. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you attend the clinic tomorrow. If you attend our clinic tomorrow, putting this together is going to be very easy afterwards. Okay. Very easy afterwards. So let me show you what a one, three, five plan looks like. Okay. So here is 
your one, three, five business plan. And this is for, uh, this is an example. This is already filled out for you just so you can see how an agent might do it. And they have one big goal here at the top, three focus areas, and then five objectives for each of those focus areas down at the bottom, totaling 15 different objectives down here. So you've got one, three, and then your five objectives. Make sense? Your big goal at the top, this agent has a goal of closing 45 transactions. And then they've broken down the way they're going to do that into three key areas. This is often the hardest part for people. They're going to establish is categorizing all the things they want to do next year um, into, into tidy little groups. But that, that, that does ensure focus. They're going to establish their online presence. We've been talking a lot about that lately. We're going to lead generate for new business. All the different ways they're going to proactively try to get business. And then they're going to organize their COI, which is another word for SOI, their center circle of influence, their sphere of influence into their CRM, customer relationship management database, and systematically grow it and contact it over the years. So they're going to build their SOI and contact it. They're going to lead generate for new business, and then they're going to build their online presence. Those are their three key focus areas. And then, for example, on their online presence, they're going to have specific objectives They're going to set up and update all social media network profiles, create personal landing page linking on social media, complete four agent websites, a seller site, a buyer site, a neighborhood farming site, and a blog. That should sound familiar. We've been talking about how to do all those things lately. They're going to locate and attend three training courses on internet lead generation and develop a blog theme, create an action plan, and smart blog posts. Okay? Start blog posts. So that's what they're going to do in this example of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a copy of that. Okay. Now that's a, that's a, you know, again, that's a solo agent. I know some of you on here run big, big teams. Let me show you what a, you know, a larger team looks like just for, just for giggles. You can see that one as well. So now you can see that team business plan. Um, and you can see this team much bigger goal, 50 million in annual sales. Um, they break it down to customer service, lead generation, hiring and recruiting. And then you know, their customer service, they're going to have their administrative assistant conduct 30, 90, and 120 day follow-up calls to clients after closings to suggest vendors for home improvements and ask for referrals. So that customer service extends past the closing date. They're going to get together a pre-listing video to send to potential listings and home sellers before they show up for the listing appointment with a marketing plan, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to increase their online presence as well with some websites. They clearly don't have these either. They're going to enhance their client database contacts each year, and they're going to grow their vendor database. And then, of course, they have similar goals for lead generation, and they, they have plans to hire and recruit people for their team as well, too. Okay. Remember this because we're going to come back to this in a minute. I'm going to use this as an example right here about some of like creating that pre-listing video, introducing the team. Um, I'm going to show you how that can work from an implementation standpoint. And, and what we do is we typically start with that big goal first, right? So we want to, we want to talk about how much we're going to sell next year, what that number is, make sure it's a smart goal, which is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and it's time bound. We've got one year to do it. That makes it time bound. Okay. Is it specific? We got to use a number for that goal, right? So it needs to be, you know, either GCI, units closed or sales volume. Those are the three for real estate usually. I mean, I guess you could do net profit or something like that. It's a little harder to track, a little less motivating, but you know, one of those three, GCI, volume or units closed. 
home sold type of deal. That's specific, it's measurable. So we know we're behind it or ahead of it at any time throughout the year because of that. It's achievable. Make sure don't, don't, you know, if you sold 10 houses this year, don't put 150 next year. That's not really achievable. It's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? So we want to make sure those things are there and we got a year to do it. So we're time. Okay. So pick very logical goals. And then, it, then it's just a matter of, of picking activities that are in alignment with you hitting that goal, right? Like if you have, if you sold 20 houses this year and you need to sell 50 next year, I mean, that may or may not be achievable. That That's a 150% increase in sales. I mean, it's doable for some people, but don't make one of your focus areas in increasing my culture. Like that's not going to be, I mean, that's good if you're a team of selling 500 homes or something and you need to sell 550 or 600 next year, you have time to increase your culture. But if you're trying to increase sales by 150%, I don't know if that's in direct alignment with you selling 50 more, you know, 150% more homes next year. So make sure if you're going to increase your sales production by 150%, you need to have a lot of lead generation activities up there, a lot of marketing activities, things that generate more business. I better see a lot of that in alignment. So that that one, three, five, that those 15 objectives down at the bottom are all in direct alignment with that one big goal up at the top. Real, real crucial, guys. Really, really crucial. Okay. And we, and the more specific your plan is, the better. So if you put in there, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do better on Facebook. Okay. I, th- I think we can get a little bit better. We're, you know, are we going to, are we going to engage with, you know, 20 people's posts a day? Are we going to do one Facebook live video a week? Are we going to, you know, what are we going to do? Let's get specific with a social media marketing plan, or you're just not going to get around it. Or you're going to go on Facebook and just kind of zone out and not do anything productive at all. We've got to have specific goals if you want them to happen. Okay. So the more specific you can get the objectives at the bottom of your one, three, five business plan, the more effective your plan's going to be. And it's going to be easier to implement. And it's going to be more likely to implement. Okay. So make sure you grab those uh, three documents on the 135. Now, there's two ways to implement, okay? Implementation, remember, is tiny, tiny, tiny steps. I call them baby steps. Atomic Habits calls them tiny steps. I actually said baby steps before Atomic Habits was written. So I'm going to say Atomic Habits copied me just because it makes me feel cooler. So we can all go with that. Agreed? You're all muted. Okay, we agree. So what happens is, <laughs> the <laughs> so thank you, Hal. Appreciate it. Just so you guys don't know, I'm going to take this. Hal, who just said, I get it. The reason Hal gets it is because I named Hal. I get the credit for naming Hal. Hal's normal name is Yalis. Okay. No one can pronounce or spell. Are you serious? On <laughs> no one can pronounce it or spell it. I said there, just like that. He just typed it in there. If you can pronounce that without me telling you, it's Yalis. He's from Brazil. We decided to change his name to Hal so he'd be more marketing. Hal now sells 100 houses a year and flips about 60 properties a year. Bam, right there. That's coaching, gang. Right there. You just change your name. So you're going to keep it the Sold Sisters or you're going to keep it the Sold Sisters. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The, uh, it's up to you. The uh, <laughs> So point of the matter is, just kidding. Thank you, Hal, for being such a good sport. Uh, but we really did have that conversation. Um, that was, there actually some truth there. So implementation works two ways. 
Hey, but Luke, <laughs> name me. I like it. So what ends up happening? <laughs> it's all, it's like, it's like knighting someone. <laughs> um, moving forward, implementation is going to work two ways. If you have an organization you're leading with a plan, like the sold sisters are an organization, I would recommend having a team meeting. Okay. And if you have a team meeting, number one, I would probably pick up the book I wrote. It's called the high performing real estate team. And you can buy it. And it's actually a book club for your team about how to hold your team meetings and how to use a dashboard and how to implement your one, three, five plan, et cetera, et cetera. That's one way to do it. Right. And what you would do is after you go through your dashboard and then all your, you know, activity based indicators that you guys are tracking as a team to hold yourself accountable to doing, like I told you before, is it one Facebook live post a week? Is it, you know, doing an annual review? Uh, with somebody in your SOI each week, you know, whatever those things you just can't make yourself to do that you know you need to do, you hold yourself accountable to it on a team dashboard. And you meet once a week to talk about it real quick, just to hold each other accountable. You look at the dashboard and you move on. The uh, The name of the book is The High Performing Real Estate Team. I actually am not here to sell books, but I will do this. I'll give you a link to it. It's a great team to run through as a book and it kind of shares all my secrets, Okay. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. Rick's been through the book. Um, it does. Uh, it is great for solo agents as well, too. But it's a detailed process of, of, of how to hold your team meetings. There's the link. I just threw it in there. Of course, I didn't shorten the link because I'm sloppy. But there it is. You can click on that. It should take you to Amazon and you can you can get it. The book just came out like four, four weeks ago. Hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. Um, and what you'll do is you'll hold a team meeting. In the second half of the team meeting, you're going to pick a few objectives on your business plan. Okay? So let me show you how this looks, right? You're going to go to your business plan. You'll, you'll go over to it. And what you'll do is you'll pick a few of the key objectives, maybe two of them. Let's say these first two. And you'll start discussing them in your weekly team meetings. And you'll say, okay, what is the smallest tiny incremental baby step that I that we can accomplish before next week's team meeting so that we can move forward? So for example, produce pre-listing video introducing the team. Let's say it's that. It might be, well, let's actually get 10 examples of pre-listing videos. Let's go on YouTube. Let's send an email to Brian Eisenhower and ask him for some good examples, blah, blah, blah. So we'll come back to next meeting and look at those examples we find and make a decision of one that we want to copy the closest. And then the next week it might be, well, let's get three quotes from three different videographers to see how much it costs to create. So we're just moving forward in little baby steps. And if we move forward in little baby steps like that, we get incremental process progress. I mean, we get, there's like 52 weeks in a year. If you get 1% of your goal done every week, at some point, you're just going to get to the finish line because it's going to happen slowly then suddenly. Does that make sense? If you just get 1% of it done at the end of the year, you're going to have 52% of it done. But that's not what—that's not the way it's going to work. You're going to get 1% of it done. Then you're going to start to realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm moving faster. This is getting easier. All we got to do is call the videographer now and shoot the dang thing. And then it's done. And then what do we do? When we get one of our objectives done, we go back to our 135 because we got to replace it. So we might cross this box out and decide to work on this box over here. 
And we pull that box down into our team meeting agenda. And then we start working on that. And okay, what's the first baby step we can get done by next week? And then that week, once it's done, what's the next baby step? What do we got to do next? And then we're going to make them as small as possible. Because trust me, the last thing we want to do is make them so big we can't get them done in a week. Again, you're used to not doing anything towards your goals. Trust me, all of you guys are just used to handling your business every single day and very rarely being able to have time to do things to move your business forward. We're just carving out one meeting a week that is solely protecting growth. So all we're talking about is those activities that move us forward towards our goal in this one meeting. We're not talking about you know, pending contracts and where we are with our contracts that are, you know, with our clients that are under contract and the closings we have next week and all that blah, 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 dorky stuff. Those are birds in the hand. We talk about those all the time anyway. Trust me, you can't help but talk about your customer service and the business you already have. I've never had anyone quit real estate because I hated the customer service or I couldn't make myself do it. Never. I've had a billion people quit real estate like 100% of them due to the fact they didn't have enough business because they didn't focus on any activities to get new business. So I'm going to carve out one hour a week for you where you focus on the plan that's going to take you from where you are now to where you want to go next year. And we're going to do it in baby steps, just small little baby steps is all you need. Most of my agents and teams that my coaches coach get done with their one, three, five by June. Not joking. It happens so fast because they just go slowly, slowly. Then all of a sudden, it's so easy to finish it. And then they move on to the next one. And by June, 80 to 90% of their plan's done. And we have to figure out like what we want to do the, next, the second half of the year. Usually create another like plan that's a six-month plan, if that makes sense. Or we coast if it's like September or something. You know, and, and create like a three-month lead generation contest or something the last of the rest of the year. But that's what happens if you focus on it, we carve out some time. So if you're working with other people, use this system. Meet as a group, okay? Meet as a group and move things forward in baby steps. Now, this isn't to say you can't use this system as a solo agent too. You can, but you have to be very disciplined with your time management. Like if you can't make yourself go to the gym, if you can't make yourself do things or lead generate when you need to be lead generating, this probably isn't the option for you because, you know, this is not, you know, this is not holding you accountable yet. So that's where I say things like get a mentor, get an accountability partner, shameless plug, get a coach, get someone to hold you accountable. Get someone to hold you accountable, right? Because if you can't do it yourself with most can't, I mean, 99.9% of people can't, I can't. You know, most top producing agents can't. You've got to get someone to hold you accountable to do what you already know you need to do. That's just the way it works. Being self-aware is really important for successful people, right? Really successful people. So understand that. Um, another great book, if you do like teams, um, I love it. It's called The uh, the Ideal Team Player. I don't know if anybody's read that. The Ideal Team Player. It's a, it's a wonderful book. I'm just dishing out books because it's that time of the year. Atomic Habits, The High-Performing Real Estate Team, and The Ideal Team Player. That's by Patrick Leoncini. He talks about it's important if you're on a team or working with other people to be hungry, humble, and smart. Hungry means that you're hungry not just for money. You're hungry for learning, growth, knowledge. You want to get better. Humble means you're coachable. You don't know it all. You're not arrogant. Because, boy, if you got a lot of ego, you're not going to work well with other people. Um, you're not going to be able to learn from other people. And smart, 
I mean, yes, I mean, it helps to be intellectually smart, but that's not what he's focusing on. He's smoking about people smart. Are you smart with other people? Do people like you? Do you, are you aware of what people makes people tick? Cause if you want to be a leader, you need to be, you know what I mean? You need to get people, you need to have influence over people. They need to want to follow you, which means you got to be good with people. You got to be diplomatic with people. You got to know how to work with other people. So it's a great book for teams because it really helps identify who you want to look for in a, in, in a member of your team and how your existing team members should behave with one another. Very, very important. Okay. Very, very important. So that's the idea. So you can do this by yourself. Now let me show you a tool that might help a solo agent. And this can also help. This can also help teams. I have teams that use this tool as well. And it's, it's my action steps form. So you remember on my one, three, five, I showed you there for the, for that team, how that they were going to try to create a follow up plan after every closing for their admin staff to do follow-up phone calls 30 days, 60 days, 90 days after closing. Remember that? And how they were going to get that in place. And then they were also going to do a pre-listing video, right? Okay. Keep that fresh in your mind because here's how we're going to actually break down the implementation of those objectives on their 135 plan. This is called an action steps plan. Remember, there it's a one, three, five, and there are three different focus areas. This form is for just focus area number one. And here's the five objectives under focus area number one. Okay? And we're going to focus on these top two because it would be small writing for you otherwise. But in theory, you're going to have two other sheets here. You're going to have one for focus area number two and one for focus area number three, I think for them it was like hiring and recruiting or something. And they're gonna have all their objectives listed down below, okay? So here again is that first objective. What they do is they actually put a little bit more detail behind it in their business plan. So what they do is they say they're gonna find, remember they're gonna do those 30, 60, 90 day calls. So they're gonna, first they're gonna find and create admin follow-up phone scripts so what are they going to, what are the admin going to say when they call these people? They call our past clients to check in and provide customer service. This guy named Brian on the team is going to do it by January 15th. Then they're going to add 30, 60 and 90 day calls to the closing checklists so that on our closing checklist, we don't just close the file out at closing. They're actually going to keep it open so that in their action plan and their CRM, they're going to get reminders to follow up and call to see how they're doing with their new house, to see if they need any help. Do they need any vendors? Do they need, uh, are they going to do any repairs? Remember to call us. We're, we don't just stop our customer service at closing. We want to be your personal Angie's list for your home. We want to keep helping you. So always call us first because we can get our people out there and hold them to the highest level of accountability because we give them so much business and the most reasonable prices as well to ensure that you get the highest level of customer service from our vendors. That's one of the scripts. That's going to get done by the 30th of next year. Then we're going to calendar and conduct weekly role play and scripts practice because admins are doing this and they typically don't like to do that type of thing. So we're going to, by January 30th, we're going to have them start doing that. And then we're going to create a call accountability tracking sheet to make sure they're doing it. We're going to find or create one of those. And then we're going to systemize the lead follow-up and conversion in the CRM for sales agents to make sure that the agents are then going to be able to systemize and convert any leads we generate by doing that. Okay. Same with down below. I talked about creating that pre-listing video. We're going to find the sample agent videos like I told about, put a date and a person behind that. If you're a solo agent, it's always going to be you. We just need a date out here, but it might be who you need to contact to find them. 
Like who could I contact that would know about where those sample sales agent videos are? Maybe I call Coach Brian. Maybe I call another mentor in the office. And by when am I going to get it done? So we start to put priority around our different objectives because you got all year to get your one, three, five done. And we start doing it. You know, we have, we give ourselves a time frame, create an outline of video content, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what ends up happening here, guys, is we actually create a plan to get our entire one, three, five done over the course of all of next year. If you want to ensure you get stuff done, what you do is you create your one, three, five. Then you do your three action steps form for each three of the three focus areas. So this is going to take a while. Creating a one, three, five, it'll take an hour if you're by yourself, might take a couple hours if you're in a team kind of collaborating and brainstorming. The action steps, those take a long time because then you got to break down exactly how you're going to try to get it done. And then you put dates behind them over the course of all next year. Then all you got to do is time block to do them, right? So then you're going to have a weekly meeting if you're a solo agent by yourself. I'd put a tie. This is going to be like lead gen. You're going to have to look at your action steps form, or at least your one, three, five, and you're going to actually have to calendar when you're going to do these things. But we got to at least look at it once a week. You look at it with an accountability partner. You can look at it with a coach, or if you're disciplined with your calendar, you can look at it by yourself. If you're on a team, it's going to be part of your weekly team meeting, one way or the other. Whether you use the action steps form or you don't, the key to any successful team is to meet once a week. And it's a growth meeting. It's a growth meeting. Makes sense? That's all you're going to talk about in there is how to move forward. I'm not going to talk about your other sales or customer service. Okay? So that's how that's going to work. We're going to meet every single week, and we're going to implement slowly over time. We're going to chip away at baby steps. Both ways are baby steps all the way through. Okay? So I'm going to share these forms with you. Uh, anybody have any questions, thoughts? Anybody done this? Have you done a 135 before? Got a few people. And I'm also going to share with you a fillable action step form that looks like this. Here's that fillable form. Um, and again, you can just type straight in here. You, you know, so you'd use three of these for a one, three, five. So you need three focus areas and you can break down your objectives right here and who you need to go to for help and by when you're going to get them done all the way through. And that is a thorough business plan. Now that does take some time doing those action step forms. Those are, you know, you might do one of those a week. So you can do your one, three, five this week, next week, do your action steps form for one of them. And then the next week after that action steps form for another one. And then by the end of the year, you're done. It's another reason we start business planning in early November. And that's because it takes a while. If you want to be real thorough about it and ensure that you hit your goals next year, I just jumped, uh, just, just threw that blank fillable form into the chat room as well too. And guys, I think many of you know, I, I coach a lot of the highest producing or we coach a lot of the highest producing teams and agents in this country. And these are all systems we use with these guys. And that, this is what we're doing this time of year. Sales volume typically goes down a little bit this time of year due to seasonality. And because seasonality drops, now we can start working on top of the business. We, we don't have nearly the pull to be in the business. So we stay productive in more of a planning sense for next year. We're getting ready. So that way... We know what we need to do next year so that when the busy season comes around, when March starts to tick around, we can still stay in growth. We don't just get all caught up in the business. We can still stay on top of our business and move forward. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. 
For more information about real estate coaching or to watch my training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or join our Facebook called The Real Estate Agent Roundtable. Thanks again.